All right, guys, Noob is back again. We'll talk to you after this. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. I want a showboat. But I gotta go, bro. Got a cooler in the cellar full of trillium beers. Yeah, I'm talking a boatload. Never in a million years would I ever drink a Michelob. Oh no, they might have brewed this beer from elephant feces. Hmm, what an elegant species. And you better get me, please. Another weird beer. Make it real clear. Noob said to have it smooth on the palate, but super hoppy. The ABV turned loose to choppy. The way we drink is a little bit reckless. Yes, but I never left Ben's when he cracking open the cold one from the vault, wall to wall. Don't spill at all. You're listening to the new podcast if you like to wait two hours for one growler you come to the right place and if you need someone to mule your beers mo's wife will do it with a baby in her stomach now that's commitment and that's the difference between ben mo and you so up your vocabulary and grab a beer because this is new correct new this is new this is new this is new correct correct all right hey we're back new uh, your host, Boston Beer Benny, joined by my esteemed co-host, Mo Foyn, and his friend, Todd Dershow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm a, so we're esteemed, but you're my friend, but no affiliation with no, that. No, no, no. I didn't hear that I'm esteemed. I just yeah. heard that I'm a friend of yeah. an esteemed oh, person. Yeah. Mo's the esteemed a, co-host. You're just a yeah. friend. The intros but, seem to be getting worse. I'm, I'm, just, just, a I'm just a POS. I'm just... In all seriousness, my two co-hosts, Mo and Todd, thank you again for joining me. We have a great show for you today. Uh, we get into some of the uh, more untalked about topics in, in beer here. Um, we're going to go over some glassware. We're going to get into what our favorite type of glassware is. We have a great, outstanding, gigantic event that Other Half has announced, which we're going to get into. Really, really awesome stuff. We love Other Half out in Brooklyn, and they're putting on an outrageous event that we need Shout to talk to, to you about. Shout out to Cam, friend of the show. Sometimes I feel like I'm only here because I know him, guys. <laughs> what gonna... do you mean? <laughs> We're gonna why, damn it, why do you feel like that? Our favorite hop on the show, which is a topic we've asked many guests, but we've never broached our, on our own. Uh, sure, it's just, what, you should just say a sentence, Ben. <laughs> uh, next, we have a great article for you. Uh, good beer read, uh, Vermont was voted the craft beer capital of the country, I believe, if not the world. Uh, Mo loves Mo loves Vermont. Not a big Vermont fan, but what? I mean, we're we're in the Vermont's a state. It is. So you know. um, <laughs> yeah, it is. We're gonna talk some beer apps to close the show, and we will end it as always with show for the week. So we will start with what are you guys drinking right now? Todd, Looks take the lead on this. What the hell are we drinking right now? A couple of empty glasses. Mm. Yeah, we got fruit dream. He's faking. He has an empty glass. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Well, then I'll open He's up the next phony. one. He's a So we just got done drinking the mm, fruit dream, the Berliner Wise style with cherry and vanilla, but now we just... Oh, put him under pressure and he cracks right? a beer. I like this. Right? See what I'm doing? And then we just crack the blackberry, cascara, and vanilla. Yeah, so this is the Berliner Weiss series from Other Half out of Brooklyn, New York, which we talked about. We had some inside info on the show earlier about 
from Todd, from Cam, that told us about them cutting the hole in the roof to get the you, new. You literally tank just in leaked there. the source. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, about how they put the new tank in, and they have been pumping out nothing but awesome Berliner Weisses. Berliner Weiss. <laughs> yeah. Berliner Weiss. And Todd, Todd has said before that Cam's the one that teabags the beer. Is that right, Todd? Yeah, I believe that that weird scent that you only get that you can often taste his other half. Yeah, that's that Cam. like distinct. That's Cam. Everybody calls the yeast character. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that's their yeast profile. Yeah. From under cheese. And if you were to ever leave or things change, you would notice a huge yeah. difference. Right. In the beer. I mean, huge that just makes sense. Improvement. Uh, <laughs> so we'll get into uh, we'll get into this first segment here where we wanted to discuss something that we talk about every once in a while, but we never really dive into. Um, <laughs> for those old timers, mm. that's a drink. Yeah. Um, we mm. want to talk about glassware. So I brought this up to the guys, and we really didn't have much to talk about. It's not something that we're. I mean, I'm not super knowledgeable about, but I did find it interesting that. Ever since I've really began drinking craft beer, I only enjoy drinking it out of a glass. I just get a different feel from it, a different taste from it, yep. uh, different experience in general. So I asked these guys what their favorite style of glass to drink out of and what their favorite glass was in their collection. Um, so why don't we go around the table, talk a little bit about glassware, if you guys know anything about what style should be drank with what. Uh, what's your favorite kind of glass to go with? What, why don't one of you guys take the ball with this? Yeah, I can start. Go for uh, it. Right man. out. I love drinking the majority of stuff out of a snifter. Okay. Um, why? I think it's just because of maybe the versatility of it. Okay. You know, the way I can hold it, whether I can hold it in my hand with the with the base there, or I can you know put two fingers fingers through and just be able to hold it like that and just kind of sip the cup. The weird thing though is, is like one of my favorite glasses though is from um long live and it's actually the can type glass yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah. is see, like i don't like I, those kind of glasses see, I, enjoy, see I, like, get, I know exactly my favorite to drink about. everything out of those the snifter but i i just happen to enjoy that glass a lot those are cool okay. glasses though. i also yeah. enjoy i um oh man now i'm gonna i'm gonna lose it but those little uh like kind of Trying, not trying. The tikus, maybe the tikus. Yeah. yeah, they have the stem like a wine glass, oh, but and it's they kind of like a triangle yeah. top. I have those as well, and I really enjoy those. And I believe those might be like older treehouse ones. Okay. Um, but I'll have to take a okay. look. They do that or other half, but a lot I really enjoy the tikus. I really, really enjoy those as well. We did get an awesome uh, one of those beer can style glasses. I'm not sure what they're called, but from IPA Fest, we got yeah, the beer, beer the next episode one, which I really like. I think yeah, that's that one's a cool, cool. One too. Um, but just for me personally, what I like drinking out of, I enjoy the good tulip glass. You know, I, yeah. I like the, the shorter stem. I do like tikus, but I feel like, I always feel like I'm going to break it for some reason. And I, I get them more to like collect them. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they tend to be a little fragile. Yeah. Fragile. Yeah. And Justine likes to drink out of them and feel fancy, you know? Yep. So, uh, I always buy tikus and tulips and I, I prefer drinking out of tulips, but actually just like Thompson, I, my favorite glass at home is my uh, Bissell Brothers pint glass. It's really a thicker glass, so I, I feel a lot more confident drinking out of it. And it holds a full 16-ounce can, which is important to me all the time. Uh, Mo, what do you got? I mean, there's really only a handful of glasses that people actually use to drink their beers. And sure. we've, we've already outlined them. It's Tulip, Snifter, Tiku, and Pint. Those yeah. are the four. And when you say pint glass, you, you mean like a... Like a, it's like a tumbler, 
basically yeah. just a pretty much straight up and down 16 ounce more often than not sure same shape really nothing nothing fancy no frills um obviously the the logos and stuff definitely uh help with which glass is my favorite and which one you know i, I don't really use that much um i use a lot of pint glasses um i'm partial to the tikus if i'm drinking like a stout or something i definitely like that out of the snifter a stout or a barley wine um, let your hand get under it. I know Ben likes things a little elevated temperature as well. Yeah. Slash not refrigerated, basically. Um, so if you wanted to get it up to that 50 degree, 45, 50 degree, some putting your hand under it do definitely you let helps. Josh, hold that glass for you since he's much more. I do. Yeah, breathes, we usually cup it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we cup each other's beers most that's, of the time. Yeah. Beautiful. More often than not. Yeah. You know, oh, beers? Yeah. Yeah, beers. yeah, we've been doing the show for a long <laughs> oh, time. So. About beers. Yeah, beers. Um, tulips are really cool too. I, probably my favorite glass right now. I have a. a monkish tulip that i really like using it has a little gold on the top around the around the lip yeah probably my favorite glass got their traditional their their cross sign I that's do, the glass i use more often than i not. do have those that that set of the four um tulip glasses from other half that are phenomenal oh yeah 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 they got that little like band around the middle I enjoy those as well. Yeah. Close second for me though, the Tiku that you got me, Ben, from other half. Yeah, the other half. With the spiral, blue, the blue, the OH yeah. everywhere. That one's that one's really cool. Yeah, I like, like I said, Tikus are awesome. I buy Tikus all the time, but I I just feel a little scared using them mm -hmm. and washing them and everything. So Jess tries to put them in the dishwasher all the time. I put them in the dishwasher all the time. No, you're insane. Yeah, I know. That's I how know they break. I, though. I know I am. Uh, got a hand washer. The only glass I've ever broken, edge. knock on wood, is my treehouse tulip glass. Ironically, in the dishwasher. Yeah. Like an idiot. You can't put them in the dishwasher. Uh, I haven't bought one since either, so I'm, uh, I'm missing one. But uh, so speaking of other half and Todd's four tulip other half glasses, uh, we have a monumental other half event coming up. Other half last year put on a great event called Green City where they invited some really, really big dogs out to. Uh, Commemorate craft beer in the Brooklyn area and they are the leaders in the craft beer in the Brooklyn area I would say if not the uh, the top dogs out there and they are putting out a great event coming up in March And Todd has the full scoop for you. Let's not forget about their New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was New a Year's big Eve. deal I almost convinced my wife I was able to go down for those of the those of you that are interested Saturday March 16th um, there is VIP tickets that cost $300, but that also includes an hour um, early entry and full access to uh, the features of the Pastry Town. So the event that we're talking about is Pastry Town. And so VIP will get you in an hour early starting at 11, and then the general admission will get you in at 12. It goes till 4. What these include, um, minus the VIP, you'll get two two four packs of cans and six 500 milliliter bottles yeah that's a really berries. awesome perk that you don't get with many beer fest which i think really separates yeah their, their events yeah because they do the same thing for green or emerald city i forget which one i think the seller here though is free coat check okay so everything else that's there with the beer and stuff yeah. you get the free coat check so i would just probably but to go back to ga um general admission tickets are a hundred dollars vip 300 um, so you're looking at, um, they always, they always give like some beers and four packs along with like their events. Yeah. And I really enjoy that. And it's stuff that, 
you wouldn't normally be able to get yeah. unless maybe they pull out on like some kind of seller day or, or something like that. Um, so four hours of unlimited access to um, pours to 35 breweries. And um, just to throw out a little bit, um, we have, there's Monkish, there's going to be Finback, some Evil Twin, and, um, you know, more things to come in regards to that. Trillium's going to be there. So a really cool event. If you um, want to go down there, you can find the guy in the big beard. You can find the guy um, <clears throat> with long curly hair. His name's Camden. Usually he's working those events. And he's up in Rochester now where they just sold out in there. <laughs> bringing beer up to their new new brewery up there but pastry town so you get access to all those foods too that will be coupled with those beers what can't, do you think well can't imagine i'm gonna get clearance to go to that <laughs> no me either i don't i don't <laughs> see that happening uh i'd love to go i mean that'd be that'd be sick but just to go is gonna be i mean you gotta stay up there obviously so. yeah that's the well, tough part we could always, always stay with cam yeah, how big is this place? I mean, how many people can stay with them? I think all the listeners could stay with them. Yeah, yeah I mean, if every basically. listener wanted to come down, we could fit. No, it's six somehow. of them. Yeah. yeah. You know how many people <laughs> fit? Easily. Six is going to fit really nicely. I mean, what you could do, I guess, is take the train down there and then try to sober up on the way back. Uh, that doesn't yeah. sound fun to me in uh, any way, but I wouldn't do it. No, but, but if you want to make an event out of it, you know, make a yeah, weekend out of it, for sure. you know, it's just something to experience. Um, Heard a lot of good feedback in regards to. Um, I actually do have a picture of Cam on the on top of the bar, that giving shots weird. of like fifteen percent stouts to everybody at the New Year's Eve party. So. I like that. Okay. I like where that's going. Yeah, so is things. he wearing clothes or no? You know, he, he. I think he has to for the most part. Okay. Um, for the most part, I like. If that. you want to pay the extra VIP stuff, then you'll get to see that show. Yeah. Okay. I believe the there's donkeys yeah. and stuff. I don't know. So you have to email him. That's Cam at otherhalfbrewing.com. <laughs> I have no I'm idea just, what his email address is. Hopefully, that's not it. I'm not sure. If it is, I'm. Screwed, I'm not sure he really has one. He good. Just, good. So, so the uh, the Pastry Town event at Other Half in Brooklyn, New York. That's on that's in March, right? March sixteenth. March sixteenth. So be on the lookout for that, and we'll do another, probably a couple more mentions of that as the yeah, podcast sure. goes on. Uh, you can tell it's it's getting toward the end of a share here. The the quality of the podcast is diminishing. <laughs> but, I disagree strongly. <laughs> but that'll get us into um, a topic that we have we have dabbled in a lot of research here tonight. And that's something we asked almost every one of our guests in our interviews, but we never answer ourselves. And that is, what is your favorite hop? Uh, many brewers say many different things. Obviously, they have different relationships with hops than we do. I mean, we're not beer experts. We're just beer drinkers, right? We talk about that yep. all the time. We're beer idiots. Well, depends on um, where we are in the night. But... Yeah, but I'm going to let Mo lead this off. Mo, what's your favorite hop? And if you could explain why to the best of your ability... Now, um, I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to have to take you to task here, Ben, because I have mentioned my favorite hop on this podcast. Okay. All right. Back in episode. No, I have no idea what episode <laughs> it was. But I feel like I've talked about this before. Uh, a hop that I go to and a hop that if I see on a label, I'm definitely more likely to purchase it. Citra. Okay. I love yeah. citra right. hops. That's the a cut, cutting hop. Tiles, <laughs> cutting Tiles Citra, I've mentioned before, is one of my favorite beers yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Trillium. Uh, definitely, obviously, gives a lot of citrus to a beer. Combines well with a lot of the other hop varietals that people are really ge uh, geared up for. Simcoe, Mosaic, Amarillo. Plays well with all of those hops. 
can be used as a forefront hop, can be used as like kind of a, a background hop to kind of round out a beer. Um, pretty versatile hop and uh, the beers that I have had that prominently feature Citra, I, I tend to really like. So Yeah, that's, that's a great hop. I mean, I'd... I know it's a noob, a noob <laughs> hop choice, but no, you know, I mean, it, it's, it really pro- it, it's used a lot in this area, ago. you know? So. Yeah, like a year ago, it, it just hit everything, you yeah. know? And then it's been like really pounded and now it's a little more refined. They're making some different. Uh, a lot of people are going into like South African hops now and yep. things like that. So, yeah, for sure. And Australian hops, but we know that that's obviously a seasonal and a price thing. But such a great hop. Great hop. Uh, Todd, what do you got? Mine's going to be mosaic. Great. Uh, it seems like across the board, most of the things that I enjoy at the breweries, whether it's you know when I'm when I'm at Proclamation and I'm looking for their derivative, yeah, um, the Mosaic. Uh, but my favorite beer of all time is the Double Dry Hop Double Mosaic Dream from Other Half. Uh, that you know people often joke and kid about like okay, well that that's just another IPA that tastes like another IPA, and, sure. and people will argue that. Um, but this is the one that I feel if if you lined up 10, 20 of them, and I didn't choose this from that line. I would be severely upset about that. Yeah, I feel like I could pick this out on on a most lineups um, because I love this beer and and you know I think it has a lot to do with the mosaic. Yeah, I, mosaic's a great hop. And when we were doing this exercise, I mean, I know my favorite hop off the bat just because it has a very definitive uh, taste and flavor profile, and that's the big secret, uh, which is really unique. It has kind of that musty smell. And you can kind of pick it out out of a lineup, like Todd said. Not too many beers get made with it, and that might be why I kind of cling to it. But I do. I love Mosaic, too. I mean, Bright from um, from Treehouse is a full Mosaic beer. I like Mosaic cutting tiles. Mosaic's a really great solo hop. You can't really – I can't tell the difference when it gets blended with a lot of stuff. But when it's alone, it's really a powerful and awesome hop. Uh, Galaxy is awesome too. I mean, none of us mentioned Galaxy. That's like the classic, right? That everybody. That was going to be my fun knows. fact to your Vic secret. Did you know okay. Galaxy is considered a his, a sister hop to Vic Secret? I didn't know that, but I, it makes sense. And I don't, me. I don't know how that works as far as Maybe related hops. That, I see a lot in this article that I'm that I'm referencing uh, on morebeer.com. Um, parent hops as well. So obviously there's like, you know, the hop breeding and stuff. Yeah. And you're getting different varietals based on combinations of this hop and that hop. Yeah. Um, which is really kind of interesting. I didn't, I've never really di- dived, dove. Deep. I'd, be, I'd be curious. I've never deeved really deep into that. <laughs> I'd be um, curious to figure out the family of, of hops and, and like what they belong to. Because I remember taking some courses in, in regards to um, how things like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, are all just like literally one mutation away from me, like being the same thing. Being grass, <laughs> like mo- <laughs> grass. mosaic, mosaic. Uh, but for I'd be example. curious yeah. as far as the hops and how they they alter in regards. Yeah. To the mosaic is a prom uh, product of Nugget and Simcoe hops. Okay, which, shout out to Simcoe, which is Cam, the name of Cam's dog. Shout oh, out, nice. shout yeah. out to Cam's dog. That's, that's the first shout, shout out to a dog on the show, I think. Right? Friend of the show, our, our, Wally. 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 Have we no. mentioned Wally? Yeah, we Wally. mentioned Wally. Okay, Wally. my bad. Wally's the official. Yeah, he he's the mascot. Yeah, uh, but but Simcoe's a close second. I you mean, notice how there's no like cat mascots on this show? None, none, none. whatsoever. Our no. cats, 
my cat has been on the podcast. Many I don't know a time. What you're talking many, about, actually. <laughs> many a time. So is the neighbor's cat, the freaking hoarder that has all the road cats. <laughs> Those cats we've definitely seen on the back deck before. So there you have it, guys. Citra, Mosaic, and Vic Secret. Three prominent hops that you can find at your local brewery. We encourage you to try them, at least the Vic Secret, if you're not going to try anything else. <laughs> and, on to the next topic. Uh, this is an article that's been popping up in many groups. Kind of an interesting article that Vermont has been voted the craft beer capital of the United States of America. Um, and really, really interesting because Mo and I have had this debate on the podcast in the prior years of the podcast, like going way, way back when we used to do our treehouse trips. Yeah. And... I've always said I think Portland, I think Maine is the best beer state in New England. Uh, I think Portland's the best beer city in the country. But, you know, the people have spoken. I mean, what do you what do you think about that? I'm trying to recall that episode. I, I remember you specifically saying Portland was number one. I believe I had Vermont number one, right? Yeah, Vermont. And yeah. Portland was probably number two because I, I love Portland, yeah. too. Yeah. I, you know but why Mass I remember that? might have been in there. I remember that because we recorded it twice. We because... did. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So nice we did it twice. <laughs> exactly I believe it was the name of the episode. Probably. Go back. Way uh, back. This is, this is where I picture, like, everybody. In, it's that meme yeah. where it's, like, change my mind. Yeah, that's a good one. You know. no, this is definitely one that's hard to really argue. I mean, you can argue yeah. the state of your choice, but sure. I think everybody pretty much acknowledges at the very least that Vermont is one of the top beer states in the United States. Absolutely. Probably one of the, the yeah. best beer areas in the world just in general. Um, just some quick stats um, coming from the, the article that named them uh, craft beer capital of the United States. Uh, did you know that Vermont is home to 11 and a half breweries per 100,000 people? Doesn't sound particularly impressive, but it's like 11 breweries per city. If you, if you have a city of 100,000 people, that's equal to 151 pints of beer produced in a year for everybody over the age of 21. That's not bad. So that seems like a lot of beer craft beer. Uh, $681 per Vermonter in terms of economic impact. Only second in the nation after Colorado. And yeah, so I mean, there's a lot a lot of money being spent on craft beer in Vermont. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's really no surprise. And like we talked about, obviously, Hill Farms said number one brewery in the country multiple times. We've talked about that, if not the world. Uh, yeah. They put out outstanding stuff. We've talked about that many a time. A lot of people have this cult fascination with Alchemist. And I've spoken yeah. on the show before that I'm not a huge Alchemist fan. Ben doesn't get it. But Henny Topper is the reason why I got into craft beer. Yeah, that was uh, like so, the original whale. Yeah, that was the original whale hunt for us. So I can say that I, I do get it to a point, and maybe people that aren't as big into craft beer as we are now uh why they and even some people that are love love alchemists they just love it i mean i i just don't get it personally but that's kind of the way i am with Bissell. uh alchemist is definitely uh, guilty to a to a to a positive and to a fault of having a, a very distinct taste a very distinct style of beer that they're good at brewing and if you don't like it, yeah, you're just not gonna. Yeah. You're not gonna. And if you're not completely in love with it, then you know you're not gonna drink a lot of their beer. 
But I think for a lot of people, like you said, it does represent like an OG in the community. Like a gateway. It was, yeah, it was for a gateway. Sure. It was like I mean, the same way Sip of Sunshine, Sunshine kind of played that same it's role. It's what everybody was looking for at one yeah. point. And then as soon as Sip of Sunshine became <laughs> readily available. Yeah, it wasn't, like, it wasn't as big of a deal. See ya. What do you yeah. got there? Fitter? What is this one? So, Todd, if you had to rank... Fitter, uh, happier? Nice. Everyone knows where Mo and I stand as far as uh, beer capitals in New England, if not the country. What would you say uh, What would you say your beer capital for a state uh, in the country would be? Just put you on the spot. Oh, that's, that's, Just for reference that's to tough. New York. Uh, Todd's a New York boy, upstate New York boy, so yeah. that may factor into his, uh, his decision. Maybe picking a Genesee, Genesee favorite. Genesee, yeah. Genesee cream ale. That's... <laughs> you got to factor that in. But what do you right. What do you got? What would you pick? I I might have to go with Vermont. I'm 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 trying to be persuaded out of it. I mean, it's like Treehouse and Trillium is in regards to Mass, and I know we got some other really yeah. good ones sitting there. I mean, just across the board. But I mean, how often are we are we looking to to make a a Massachusetts statewide trip versus like yeah. we're willing to put away almost like take a day off to go up to Vermont or I'll give you Portland, Maine too, but we're like, let's, we need three days up here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and to, to be able to enjoy that because you need Friday and Saturday, depending on who's open on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and, and so I find that just, just going to Hill Farmstead, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, uh, um, give up most of, um, what I got stored in the bag. You, <laughs> your, your beer state of choice has to, has to factor in where you're from, right? Also, like we're not picking Massachusetts because we're here, right? Yeah, you know, I thought like if we that, lived in Vermont, would we pick Massachusetts? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. That, that, that's a great guess, question. That's I would guess question. I probably would because I mean, Treehouse makes great beer, Trillium makes great beer, and the beer that the other breweries that we have in Massachusetts, the ones that we love, make great beer as well. But if we couldn't get them, on the everyday basis yeah, like we, we can like yeah. would we appreciate them more being from vermont we take the three and a half hour drive down here and hit up all those places it'd be like going to mecca yeah you know but if we lived in vermont hill farmstead foam burlington those would all be like yeah. beers that we have you know like yeah I, I tend to that to be an overall issue within the craft beer community anyways you know i feel like it's always been what what haven't I had? What haven't I had? How can I try it? And and then eventually, you know, like the evolution of craft beer, yeah. you know, from going like oh, I got in from like Belgians and lagers, and yeah, 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 and then yeah, yeah. you know, you know, now you're back to like, so you know, part of me is like I think once you're in it so much and you and you do so much that you can start to appreciate more of what's around you though, yeah, you know, I think so. because like oh, I, I agree. it's not like we're making a ton of trips to Vermont. But at the same time, like we'll make one every couple of years. Some people might have the luxury of making more trips than that. Yeah. But at the same time, like I'm starting to appreciate more what we have around us. Yeah. And and I don't I don't think that's so much of like, well, I don't feel like going anywhere. Let me appreciate this more. I think it's just like, hey, slow down, check out what's right, you know, right right outside your door. Yeah. And the and trips we do get to take, we appreciate so oh, much more. Of course. Know? Yeah. And what I was gonna say is, you know, it it's a it's an argument as to what the favorite is. I mean, we all have different favorites for different reasons, different nostalgias, but uh, there's no denying that they are getting substantially closer. I mean, Massachusetts now, Rhode Island is a power player. Oh, yes. I mean, absolutely. the only one I would say that's really far 
far away as New Hampshire. Yeah. As as to like they they just flat out can't compete in my eyes. And some might disagree with that, but I mm. I those are stupid people. <laughs> I would say <laughs> I, mean, I would say the nostalgia for me, like like I talked about, Mo went to his honeymoon in Vermont. So Mo thinks Vermont's the best beer town. No, I, I did didn't my go, honeymoon. I didn't go on my honeymoon you to have, Vermont. All right, you went west. One year anniversary. One year anniversary. I did my honeymoon to Portland, so I think Portland's the best. Uh, you know, Todd did his honeymoon to Hawaii. He thinks Hawaii is the best. You know, Kona, right? Uh, Naturally, Kona's I great beer. Do that, but, <laughs> but ben I, loves making up fake stories. Did, I did make a Vermont trip though, when my wife was probably. Six months pregnant. See, there you go. Huh. Yeah. Perfect. So, That's why you picked yeah. Vermont. Yeah. Great so there you go. Down. It's settled. Vermont, definitively not the craft beer capital of the world. <laughs> right. One out of three. No, but yeah. One and, out of three top rated beer podcast the hosts. Article, what, what was that article on? Do you know? Uh, it was on, uh, it was listed on an NBC affiliates page, but the actual people that voted for them, uh, CNR Research released the State of Craft Beer Report. CNR Research. CNR Research is the the site that hosted the good friends of the show. CNR. Shout out to CNR. Yeah, we'll get them on the show. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This brings us to our fifth and final topic of the episode. It's been a great episode, and I can't think of a better way to wrap it up than with some beer apps uh, for your phone. Yeah. These are, are really really cool, and we well, it's two actually because I do want to mention one before we get into. Oh, all right. Because uh, I like to trump Mo in many ways. Nice audible, dude. <laughs> Cheers so, to you. It's something we've mentioned on the on the radio show no, and haven't. and on the uh, the podcast before. The new beer zap coming out from Beer Advocate Ooh. that they posted on their yep. Instagram. They've released no details on nothing. It. Whatsoever. Just a a flat out exploratory post on Instagram, which I thought was really cool. We have an uh, app coming soon. Yeah, the beer zap from Beer Advocate coming yeah. soon. Super excited to see what it is because yeah. I hope it's like their answer to untapped and a more user-friendly way to rate beers on Beer Advocate, but who knows. I've uh, always felt like rating beers on Beer Advocate was kind of like it's old school. Yeah, it's old school. They need something coming. Much more in-depth than, yes. than untapped, which is one that we talk about a lot on the show. Yep. I am at Treehouse Benny on untapped. Moses Mo Malone. At Moses Malone. We got T. Dersh here. As well, do you know your handle on Untapped? I think it's T. Dersham, no? At T. Dersham. Something along those lines. Something along those lines. At T. Dersham. Big D. Todd D. I think it's what it is. Mo has this fancy new app on his newfangled iPhone that he wants to talk about here today. iPhone 5 is on. (laughs) You have an iPhone 5? No, I don't. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Like, fancy. It's like that old. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, But what is this app that you were telling us about? Because uh, it sounds really, really cool, actually. Yeah. So this app came out a while ago. Um, I believe it was crowdfunded or kickstarted or something like that because they had like a pre-registration thing going on uh, where they were looking for people to basically get on board and kind of test their software and see if it was functioning the way that they wanted it to. So, I mean, almost it sounds too good to be true. So... You know, I, I'm I'm interested to see how it how it how it operates moving forward. But basically, it's called Pint Pass. Okay. Um, you can find it on the iTunes Store. I'm sure it's on Android as well. Um, but basically, it's an app. Uh, gets on your location, and you basically check in to breweries when you're there, and you give a brief survey. How was your service? What kind of beer did you drink? 
etc etc and they pay you for that visit uh, you get two dollars per visit you can do one brewery per day four breweries per month um, so that caps you out at eight dollars per month and when you cash out your money uh, they basically they, they give you a, a credit card number and you show that to the bartender and you you can pay with that and it comes directly from pint pass doesn't require the brewery to be part of any kind of promotional uh, group or they don't have to pay to be part of this or or anything like that the brewery is just you know they, they take the money from pint pass and they That's make strange. money and you make a dis you get a discount and everybody wins so here's my question okay. yeah so this this is basically incentivizing you to, to drink at breweries right yep. it gives you a two dollar incentive per week cap you at eight bucks a month uh, and then you said it converts it to some kind of card, like almost like a prepaid credit yeah, card. Get, yeah, exactly, like a Visa prepaid. Can I use that somewhere that's not a brewery? No, I don't think so. Because when you cash out your money, it generates the number. And it might even be like time sensitive, where like you only have a set amount of time to spend it. Honestly, I've never actually done that aspect. So I, I don't know the exact process and I haven't seen anybody use it at Canteat. So yeah. I can't speak to that part. But in the terms of service, when they first sent out like their initial, hey, try our software and stuff, the way they explained it was basically like, you have to use it in that moment. So once you cash it out, like you have to use it or else. But you would does lose it say that you have to use it at a brewery? Uh, I don't know. See, like you. Have I would to, guess that yes, you probably have to, to but I don't know how that would be controlled. So yeah. I, I don't know the answer to that. Well, it would make sense if you just did some like quick online your shopping. Habits I don't know. Just support <laughs> your wife's shopping habits. That's all. Yeah, yeah I mean, right? right? Yeah. I mean, that's. I guess if you're like, honey, I'm going out here for you. Like, yeah, these... I'm out here grinding. <laughs> every <laughs> grinding for that so eight you bucks. Have dollar bills in your pass pipe, pipe pass. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they would really care where you're spending the money. I mean. I don't, yeah, I, I mean, would it really matter whether you were spending it on Amazon or at Trillium? Well, you would I think mean, you would want that app. They would want you to like spend it at the brewery. I mean that. Yeah, I mean, that would that be that like would the be preferred. An I would guess. for them to have breweries like, you know, sign up and, and be in cahoots with the app. But that's really cool. I mean, that's uh, an interesting idea. And we've we talked around. We kicked this around before the show as to why they why or how they might get the money to incentivize people to use the app. One, it's probably not too many people that use the app right now. Two, it's a potential that they sell the survey to some kind of service. Yeah, I don't know um, how that would work. Or they use it in some kind of beer rating system that something that's bigger than something that's bigger than that actual app. But mm. I don't know, that's interesting, Todd. What do you what do you think? I have to sneeze. Todd's gonna sneeze on it. I would say I would say try it. I'd love to see what would happen when you cash out the money. I'm sorry right. you had to hear this, listeners. I, <laughs> that was like 13 seasons. Yeah, so. yeah. Way too many. You Bless said sneeze once. I'm ready. Um, and that brings us to the end. You know, although we go to the end of the road, you know. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> We're going to end it with a shelfer of the week, as we always do. As we started 2019, we'll be one shelfer per show. Uh, that the three guys put our heads together and came up with this great, outstanding beer <laughs> from Single Cut. You can find it. Single Cut, great, great brewery. Put out some really, really good stuff. You steal Todd Sunday like the that? The price is debatable. Seriously. 
But Todd, why don't you take it away with this milk stout? Well, where where are you buying that in order for the price to be debatable? Oh, the, the price I I think fifty three dollars for a four pack. <laughs> crazy. Like, I'm pretty sure it's well understood that single cut is high priced. High priced. Well, I I just wanted to give uh, the listeners an opportunity to try something different. Maybe there's a lot of. Are you I don't saying know. we only pick IPAs? No, I'm not saying that because <laughs> we basically only pick. Oh, shout out to Colin. shout out to Colin. <laughs> we we want to try something different, um, but you know, one that I had that you know, it's it's not bad for people to try in regards to scout as stout is the single cut Eric, more cowbell. Mm-hmm. Great. Name. Am I saying that right? Am yeah. I like Eric, more cowbell? Um, I, it might have an exclamation point somewhere. I don't know. Is there a question there? No, like, Eric is like... I'm Ron Burgundy? No, there's no question mark. You're okay. good there. Okay. I believe the guy's name is Eric Moore. And he owns a cowbell. Okay. Eric, Eric cowbell. Moore's cowbell. Yeah. Could yeah. be like an apostrophe S, like yeah, really I small. Yeah, I think there is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm not Ben's positive, not right there, but... Yeah, that would be... Your... It's, it's easy terrible. to convince yourself. So, like, 6%. Nice little drinkable um, milk stout. I enjoy milk stouts. I think they're, they're a little bit more drinkable than... Especially if you're just getting into some of the stuff, uh, a little more drinkable than, you know, if you're looking at like Imperials or Barrel yeah. Aged, um, you know, but it's it's something that you find on the shelves and that you can try that's a little, that's a little different, sit by the fire, yeah. you know, maybe let it set in your hand for a little bit, mm. maybe Mo's hand because he'll, he'll... What do you do with the stout? He's like the... the, the, the... <laughs> Damn. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'll let you... Uh... So, head out to your local liquor store. Look for Eric Moore Cowbell. I've even seen it in uh, some 750 bottles. Right. Or um, some glass bottle works uh, for single cut. I think the stouts from single cut are a lot more expensive. It's the, I mean, a uh, lot more affordable. It's the yeah. hops that are that tend to be a little more on the pricey side. Yeah. So I've definitely gotten heavy boots of lead before for like... Eight nine bucks or something like yeah. that for a yeah. bottle. I, I don't remember specifically the price point of the cowbell, but I'm I'm sure it was somewhere in yeah. that ballpark. Their softly spoken spells is really good. Oh, yeah. DDH softly spoken spells that we <laughs> that's very difficult to say. Yeah, softly a, spoken magic spells. Yeah, the the DDH one uh, that we had at Beervana a couple of years ago really really blew that one my was mind. Really good, really so, good. Uh, if you can find it, pick it up. It's worth it. You know, we got people that uh, that has a little cult following going on around here. So thank you guys again. Bear with me. Long, long recording sesh we had here. We had a good uh, good share going on. We we drank a lot of beers. We drank a lot of stuff. So Some good, some bad. Basically all good, pie. one bad. Yeah. yeah we, Not we to single one out. We won't name names, but... Thank you guys. Thank you for joining me. We will uh, we'll see you there. We'll see you at the